Hello, hello, Heather Jean here with another episode of Confidence Through Cabaret, the podcast. We are talking all things confidence in this podcast. Anything that informs or uplifts confidence is, is the theme. And in Confidence Through Cabaret, we talk a lot about personal life, work life, and stage life. So uh, there is a podcast episode from two weeks ago, which is all about personal life confidence. If that's where you want to grow your confidence, uh, last week we did uh, work life confidence, and this week is stage life confidence. <clears throat> so obviously, you know these are all parts of the same life. They're all parts of you and your life. Um, what I want to talk about here in in this episode is really about showing up with confidence. And that is at the heart of everything that we do with Confidence Through Cabaret. So <clears throat> I've told you that my name is Heather Jean. And if you're new here, welcome, welcome. Please uh, subscribe. Uh, feel free to comment below. Um, uh, a little bit about me, if you're new here. I help women to show up in their lives and in their business, for that matter, by helping them to heal their mind-body relationship. And so a lot about our confidence is about how we feel in that moment and really accepting and loving ourselves in that moment. And sometimes that can feel very tough to do. So I have women to develop positive and supportive beliefs that allow you to really own the space and show up in the space. And we're going to talk a lot about that in this episode. But the, the theme is uh, enabling you to follow your passion and to be able to get the results that you want while building unshakable confidence. So I talk to a lot of, not only, but especially women, about the, the theme of shrinking in our space and having those times when we make ourselves small and apologetic. And, you know, when we do that, stops us from feeling in our personal life the kind of confidence that we're looking for and it stops us from achieving the results that we want in our work life and i always say start from where you're strong right so if you have confidence in your personal life and you don't feel so comfortable showing up in your work life or your stage life then you probably have the strategies that you need that can transfer across and that would be the place to start from where you're strong. The same would be true if, you're, if your confidence is in your work life and you feel really good about what you do, you know where you are, you know how you show up and what you do uh, in, in terms of your work. But you might not feel so confident walking into, I don't know, a party or a, or, or a, a pub or a bar and, and, you know, on your own and, you know, feeling that, that personal life confidence that, you know, where you keep your head up and you keep your shoulders back and down, and you take up space. And I'm not talking about intimidating, I'm talking just about owning it instead of feeling like you want to shrink because you're uncomfortable or because you, you know, you're, you have a fear of some sort, maybe a, a fear of what will other people think, maybe a fear of what right have you got to show up there in that space. Uh, could be any number of things that might be going through your head. But most of the strategies that you're at least at the start going to need are transferable from the place where you're strong. So the exercise would be to sit and think about where are you at your most confidence? What's going on? Um, 
you know, what are the conditions? Who's around you, if anybody? What's the environment that you're most comfortable or confident in? And usually those two things go together. When we're confident, we feel more comfortable. So, so really just, you know, kind of thinking about what's going on in those moments of your most, your highest confidence. And then think about what leads to that. What causes you to feel confident in that space? So it might be that your beliefs are strong there. You know, you believe that you deserve to be there or that you um, you might believe that, you know, you're welcome there by others, or you might even believe you don't care about what other people think in that situation because you know you're confident in that space. And when you've got that list, then think about the area that you want to grow confidence in and think about those situations where you're shrinking or where you're less confident or comfortable. And from there, then you can start to think about those beliefs that you hold at your com most confident and look to, to shifting those over. I'm always happy to jump onto a, a short coaching call with you and, and talk you through specifics. It's very difficult in a situation like this. Oh, that did a little glitchy thing there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what happened there. When I was in my own work life pre-COVID, I would show up as a training consultant, as a hired external expert and I would show up in front of hundreds of people sometimes for you know a few days at a time and I would run a conference and I would speak and I would make eye contact with everyone in the audience I would be clear concise articulate oh there's my dog Chase hello Chase uh, and I would show up but I didn't have the confidence in my personal life when things were a little less um felt a little less in control. For example, my dog showing up online, I would have cringed and gone, oh no, what will people think? This isn't going to be perfect and slick and smooth and all of the things that I would want it to be. Now, it's great that when we have those thoughts in some ways, it can be useful, maybe not great, but it can be useful because if you think about it, then you you can consider that I care about what other people think. I want to show up with confidence. I want to show up where things are running smoothly. I want to show up where, you know, I'm I'm coming across in those same ways with work, you know, clear and concise and articulate and and connected and and know what I'm doing. And I I didn't always feel that way if things didn't appear uh very comfortable. So for example, I would even go to the extent of when I would pick up my children from school, uh, which wasn't all that often because I traveled a lot. But when I was picking up my children from school, I would try and make it seem effortless that I just showed up, you know, just casual and comfortable, even though I would think about what will I wear? How's this going to appear? And so on. And so I, I spent a huge amount of time and effort trying to appear confident. And there's a really big difference between that and actually being confident. Now, confidence isn't one of those things that, you know, it's here, it's a destination, I've arrived and I have it and that's it. It's it's not like, um, say, a knowledge or skill that you, you develop. It's one of those things where there are skills involved in it, but 
we have ups and downs in our lives for various reasons. Um, you know, our own body and hormones, as well as circumstances and, you know, the outside world and other people's influences and so on. Um, and, you know, I think when you when you think about that journey of ups and downs, the, the best that we can hope for is that when we go on a downward spiral, that we, okay, hold on a second, Chase, off you go then we, you know, when we're on a downward spiral, then we don't go as low, we don't get stuck in a really deep rut. And we don't stay down as long either. You know, we kind of dip and then go back up. And that's what we're talking about. We talk about the goals for unshakable confidence. So let's talk a little bit about stage life. Your stage life is wherever you show up. So that might be on a podcast or vodcast as this is, and that might be, uh, you know, on uh, a meeting in, in your workplace with your team. Uh, that might be doing a presentation. That might be on socials, going live, uh, doing videos, uh, uploading reels, uh, any number of things. So wherever your stage is, it actually might even be a literal stage. You know, for me, this is one of my stages, as is lives in a, a Confidence Through Cabaret community and Facebook, which you should definitely join us in, by the way. Uh, and, it, you know, same on, on Clubhouse. Uh, what's interesting with Clubhouse is that a lot of times, you know, people feel a little bit more comfortable because they're not on camera. Uh, but, but nevertheless, for a lot of people, it's difficult to even speak up and go onto that stage to be able to share your point of view or ask a question. So wherever your stage life is, for me, it's also an actual literal stage some of the time because I'm an aerial and uh, burlesque cabaret performer. So in those times, then I'm on an actual stage. And so if you think about it, you know, you've probably been on a stage, even if it was back when you were a child. And you you can recognize from other people, from your experience of seeing other people on stage, what it means to have stage presence. Now, that stage presence is really key to growing your career. I've been a career and confidence uh, coach and training consultant for with my own business for over 25 years now. Uh, and so I, I've helped a lot of people with presentation skills or developing training programs or you know rolling out alongside of uh, some of the, the internal employees. It might be that you want the stage presence for being able to articulate your ideas in the workplace, uh, whether that's you know presenting to your team or another team, whether that's uh, applying for another job, I mean that's another stage, right? And, and and nowadays we tend to do a lot of job interviews on Zoom, you know. So having that stage presence is important if you have a job. If you have your own business, it is even more critical that you uh, have that stage presence that you show up, that you own your space, and that you feel and come across as confident, as someone who knows what they're talking about and is there to offer that to others for their consideration. And that's all it is, really, is just consideration. You can't make somebody else do or think something. You can cause them to consider 
and uptake that. And that's as far as it goes. Same with managers. You know, you can give feedback. Well, it's not only managers, but it should be managers, certainly. Uh, you can give feedback to your team members or to your colleagues even, and you sh you offer that feedback. But if you offer it in a proper, articulate, uh, specific, balanced, uh, relevant, immediate way, and all the things that make up proper feedback, then you would be able to um, cause that person to understand what you're saying and to consider it. And then they choose whether they uptake that, that feedback and act on it or whether they choose to ignore it. So if you go back, going back to thinking about you on stage or you observing others on a real stage, like a live stage, uh, you need to be thinking about what is it that they're doing? What is their skill and their craft in, in their artistry? What are they showing up as? How are they uh, showing up in their space? Because if they shrunk, and unless you're playing a character that is, you know, very timid or or small, then if they're if they're apologetic, if they are hunched over, not making eye contact, if they're not connecting with the audience, then that's going to cause the audience to feel a little bit uncomfortable or not have the belief and faith in what that person is doing or saying. So, so that's a key thing is just that whole kind of showing up. Now, part of that is about your beliefs and what you're saying to yourself and that inner critic or imposter voice about, you know, whether you really should be there in the first place. And part of that is also in your body. And when we uh, connect the two because our body and our mind are not separate, right? Like, so if you're thinking things like, oh no, what am I doing? I shouldn't be showing up here. I have no business to be here. Then your body will respond. When your body is responding, it's going to reinforce the mindset that your brain has. So it becomes this downward spiral loop between your body and your brain. And so if you can break that, and you there's kind of two ways you can do that. You can either break that by making your body available in a stage presence way, and that will connect your brain to go, oh, this is okay, I feel all right here. Or you can do it the other way around. So let's, let's take that first of all. If you want to appear confident, then it's always, move my hair here, it's always about not having your shoulders up or forward. It's always about rolling them back and down, almost as if your shoulder blades are touching at the back. I mean, maybe not quite that extreme, but that's the kind of thing you're looking for, is opening up that space. And I suspect that because of the way that we're conditioned and programmed, that a lot of the times women are not expected to be expansive across our chest and our, and our shoulders, you know, and so we're kind of apologetic for our body. Um, I'll come back to that in a second. So that shoulders back and down is really important. And then head that tilts your head up because it's really hard when your shoulders are back and down to keep your head down. So shoulders back and down, head up. Uh, I'm not talking like way up so that you're glancing down uh, past your nose at people, but, but actually, you know, level. And then the other thing that that does, and this is the beautiful part, is that it helps you to sound more confident. So when we have our shoulders back and down, 
and our chest is, area is open, we can breathe more fully into our diaphragm. And you know, if you're speaking, that is absolutely critical because if you're only breathing through your chest, if you're only breathing, you know, into the top part of of your into just into your lungs, then you're going to run out of breath a lot more quickly. And you can try this uh, when you know, pause the podcast or or vodcast and and try it or you can try it afterwards but you know if you breathe in and then try and breathe out with with a sound like ah then if you've breathed into your diaphragm which is roughly about three fingers down from where your rib cage meets the the two sides meet one another it's just below there if you breathe into there it's like filling up a balloon or blowing up a an umbrella and it, it it's expansive and again that will help you to open in your in your chest and, and shoulders and it's more relaxing because you're getting more oxygen into your body which is really helping you to feel and talk to yourself um, in more positive ways but it's also within that diaphragm if you were to then breathe out with air in your diaphragm you'll be able to breathe out with that sound a lot longer. So so consider trying it, you know, breathe in through your lungs and then go, uh, and then breathe in through your diaphragm and lungs. Uh, and I could go on for ages. I mean, my, my, my breath is very practiced and I, I can exhale and, and keep that sound going for a very, very long time because I breathe right down uh, in, into my stomach and then, and then into my, um, into my hips and genitals area. So I have a very full breath when, because a lot of the time when I'm running conferences, I'm speaking to a very large room and I can reach the back of that room without a microphone. It's very rare. I use a microphone. So um, when, when we're thinking about, you know, looking confident and feeling confident in our body region, then it's, everything is uncrossed. So we don't have our legs crossed or our arms crossed, or, you know, we're not, we're not kind of putting our arms crossed across our stomach, which a lot of us do, or a lot, certainly a lot of women do They'll they'll have, a, you know, one arm kind of down the middle of their body and they're, they're holding onto that arm or, or they'll cross their arms to, to, which signifies discomfort. And whether that's true or not, that's how it comes across to your audience, right? Is, is, you know, it might be that you're cold, but for the most part, if your arms are crossed, you are closed off. And the same with your, your legs. So, you know, uh, hips facing forward, feet facing forward, preferably on the floor. Um, and, and really just kind of aligning that. And that means that you'll feel more confident and comfortable. You'll be able to breathe longer. You'll be able to project your voice or finish your sentence without running out of air. And then you can take a deep cleansing breath and that's giving you oxygen, which is very calming and relaxing. And you only have to think about how many times you've heard about breathing exercises, right? Of the, you know, breathing in and holding and then exhaling in a, in a full way that that is so important for us, for our, for our nervous system to be able to calm down and for us to be able to, to go into a, a more relaxed state and come out of that fight, flight, or freeze kind of, ah. So, so the that's the body part of things. And what that does is that signals to your brain, everything is okay. I don't need to be in survival mode. I don't need to be in a fight, flight, or freeze. I don't need to succumb to this fear because everything is okay. So you can do it through that way. And that 
for a lot of people is kind of a fake it till you make it, which I really don't like because it's a very misquoted uh, thing of fake it till you make it. Um, but that does work because that calms everything down. The other thing to pay attention to, and this will help you if you prefer to go through your thought process first, which at times of fear can be more difficult and takes a lot more, a lot more practice and, and focus, is to think about how your what your beliefs are, what you're saying to yourself, what your internal dialogue is talking about. So for example, in your body, it doesn't know the difference between fear and excitement. It's adrenaline. But if you're talking to yourself in a fearful way, saying, oh, this is going to go horribly wrong. Why am I doing this? I have no business doing this. That is a that is a very different connection with those feelings of fear and excitement than if you're saying, I'm so glad to be here. I know why I'm doing this. I deserve to be here. I own my space. I have absolute confidence in the answers I'm giving my interview or the information I'm sharing in, in whatever I'm presenting. And then we step into our spotlight, right? Because we don't want to hide outside of the spotlight. No one's going to see you. That's what a spotlight's for. So stepping into your spotlight means that you are ready and connected with those thoughts, um, beliefs of this is exciting. I'm glad I'm here. I'm present in this moment. I'm not distracted by all the other stuff that just went down or might go down or is facing me after this. And it's that, it's staying in that moment, in that now. So I said to you that, you know, uh, I would come back to you about the body. Um, if you have things that you want to change about your body, that's absolutely acceptable. Most of us do. I mean, if you're, we're talking about, you know, Beyonce talking about her body. We're talking about, uh, you know, Venus Williams uh, talking about her body. So uh, it's fair to say that most of us have things that we would like to change or that we are working on or want to work on. But the only way to make that get proper momentum that is sustainable is by accepting where we are now, as opposed to you know, I hate my body. I feel gross. I want to change it. Uh, and, and, you know, I, 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 and you're, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle and you can willpower yourself to make those changes. But we know from all the failed diets and, and exercise regimes, that is not sustainable to purely willpower our way through. So we have to be accepting ourselves. And it's kind of like, when you think about, you know, going on a trip, you know, I'm here and I want to get to there, but you have to acknowledge and recognize I'm here. Where am I in this moment? I'm somewhere that, uh, you know, I'm safe. I know where I am and I'm planning or aiming for this destination. So being good where you are now is a really key part of you know our confidence and us to be able to show up in both our body and our mindset in you know showing up in new places showing up in places where we want to grow confidence so back to the stage so you're there you look confident you look amazing you're in your spotlight you are taking up your space and then the next thing is to be unapologetic and that means that you are are showing up and expressing yourself. You're letting your voice out because you've got your deep cleansing breath 
and you are booming it to the back of the room. Now I'm not talking about monologuing with a, you know, with a, a shouting, because that's just as, as soporific as if you were, um, you know, very quiet and not saying anything. Uh, I used to work for the Commonwealth, uh, the Commonwealth Secretariat. And my role was in preparing conferences for world leaders. And, and not only world leaders, but, but I had the privilege of being able to see some world leaders. And some of them were very softly spoken and incredibly engaging. Um, Rajiv Gandhi was a leader at the time. I had the privilege of hearing the very low and very engaging, beautiful words that came out of each speech. It was, I hate to say this, it was also uh, the, the era where Margaret Thatcher was a leader. Now, I'm not uh, advocating for or against that, that leadership style, but Margaret Thatcher, whatever you think about the politics, Margaret Thatcher had a way of booming that voice around the room and it was engaging. It was ups and downs, it was highs and lows with your voice. It wasn't just one note at any level. It was highly engaging. And both that softly spoken and that booming were engaging. And so it's not really about, you know, faking it and I must be loud, unless you're a singer. Uh, and well, not even then, even then softly can be beautiful as well, if you have the, the right acoustics and, and microphone and, and um, tech team behind you. But, you know, it, it you have to be heard. So we talk about unapologetic in our body, and we also talk about unapologetic in our expression of that, in our lifting our voice. And a lot of the times we were told, not only, but especially women were told, you know, be seen and not heard, be quiet. That's what my mother used to say, be quiet. You know, and I don't, I don't just mean in the times when she was telling me to stop talking, but also in terms of how loud I was. And, you know, I, I understand why I, I get that, you know, other people are concentrating in a classroom, for example, or whatever it is. But, you know, we get apologetic about being heard, about expressing our views. And so long as they're assertive, in other words, not taking away others' rights to their uh, needs, wants, opinions, and and views, but but as long as we're assertive and we are, um, what's the word I want to use? As long as we are not offending others, and I'm not talking about everyone, but we're not offending our target audience, right? So that's another thing to consider in your stage life is what is your audience needs? So as long as we're not offending our target audience, as long as we're being clear, then we deserve to be heard. And that's where the third part of this comes in, because we've talked about, you know, we, we're talking about the words, the music and the dance, which are all we have at, at our disposal on a stage life. Um, we don't tend to have written word uh, unless you're reading a prose. But again, then you're still using your words, music and dance. In other words, your body, your voice and your words. So the words need to be considered. So for your target audience, whomever that is, you're speaking to them. So not just what do they want to hear, because that's not always appropriate. Sometimes they need to hear some truths, but but also considering what kind of language are you using the, and how is that resonating with them? Because if you want to be understood, you need to be clear on what your audience is understanding. And 
And so when we think about the words, the music and the dance, they all need to be congruent. And if they are not, in other words, if I'm saying I'm an expert in something and I don't appear or sound like an expert in something, it will not resonate with your audience. You only have to think about TED Talks, you know, um, and, and the ones that resonate with you and the ones that don't. Partly sometimes it's because of their subject. Sometimes it's because of what, what they're saying about their subject and maybe you're not their target audience. But a lot of the times in terms of engaging as a, as a performer on your stage, it needs to be congruent in your words, music and dance. So if it's not, your audience will pick up on that incongruency and they won't necessarily know why. So they'll sort of say, I don't really fully believe this person. We don't fully really trust this person. Or if you have your own business, I don't want to buy from this person. Or if you're in sales, uh, then, you know, I don't necessarily want to buy from this person because there's something not quite right. There's something that doesn't connect with me. And you'll have experienced this for yourself. You'll have had uh, people that you connect with right away that you just, you just, you get them, they get you. And then there's other people where you don't get them so much and it's taking time to build trust and you're not building the trust in the right way or they're not. And, you know, there, there is quite a difference in that connection. And that is just in our communication style and how we're showing up. So it's really important to consider your audience. And, you know, when you're talking to an audience, you want to be talking about them. Or if you're in a cabaret performance, you want to be singing or dancing or displaying to them, right? And that's the key bit because your audience is sitting there, whether they know it or not, thinking what's in it for me, right? And that's not just about sales. That's in anything. When you're connecting, what is it that they need from you and how are you putting that out there? So the sooner that you can be talking about them or connecting with them, they'll go with you on the journey, whatever that journey is, because they showed up for the journey with you. And, you know, that's where you get that connection quickly. That's where you're able to build trust. And that's where you're able to, you know, um, show up with whatever your product is, or you're able to show up with whatever your message is, or you're able to, you know, um, you know, make friends or whatever that is. So it's really important for us to have that congruency amongst our, you know, in what we're putting out there, and then being able to read and connect with our audience. And so I would suggest that before you go online, or before you, uh, you know, show up live or do your presentation, you, you prepare it. Yes. And then the rest of your time is thinking about your audience and what do they need? So the whole time I'm talking to you here, I'm thinking about, you know, what is it that you need in order to show up with unshakable mm. confidence on your stage life. At the same time, I'm juggling with keeping my dog out of the shot. Um, if you are listening to this on podcast, you should know that if you go to the Confidence Through Cabaret YouTube channel, you will also be able to check out the vodcast playlist and there's a video version of this. And if you're on the YouTube uh, channel, then you can check out Confidence with Coffee, which is a short segment, a kind of a summary of the key highlights 
uh, from this uh, vodcast as well. And so check out Confidence with Coffee playlist as well and like and subscribe while you're there. But I think, you know, when if you're listening to some vodcast and you want to hear a podcast version, then go anywhere you get your podcast, check out Confidence through Cabaret. So key things that we, we talk about is, is looking and feeling that confidence by preparing and putting our body into the right kind of state, which helps calm our mind and helps oxygenate our body, which helps us to be able to think, which is really a bonus because if you have to think on the fly, maybe you're taking questions and answers. Maybe you, you know, you, you have to remember what you're talking about. I have no notes for this podcast, for example, then allowing oxygen to go to your brain is a really good thing for being able to think. If you're an introvert, I don't suggest that you just go for it on the fly. I would suggest you at the very least make a few bullet points. Uh, even if you're an extrovert, it's a good, and you don't need to refer to your notes, it's a good idea to make some bullet points. So for example, uh, the last time that I performed in cabaret, I freestyled my numbers. So, but I knew the message I was putting across. I knew the uh, the kind of the the kind of atmosphere uh, that I wanted to create, uh, and and the way that I wanted to express, I knew uh, what my audience expectations were, and I then had what would be the equivalent of having little note cards or bullet points. I then had key things to hit in order to express what I wanted to express. So whether you're an extrovert and you write those things down, which is a good idea because extroverts can go way off piste and, and then you just note them mentally and they'll come to you as you're, as you're performing or speaking on your stage or whether you're an introvert and you want to use notes and that is absolutely fine to use notes. I often use notes. Go back and check out my vodcast. You'll see I'm referring to notes a lot of the time. So uh, I, I would suggest that you have that. That will help the chatter in your mind to, to be thinking about what am I saying? What am I expressing? Who am I expressing it to? It will help you to be able to concentrate on all those things. And guess what? Good news. Our mind, our internal voice is not multitasking. So it's if it's thinking about those things, it's not thinking about whether you're nervous, it's not thinking about how you look, it's not thinking about, you know, what are people how are people judging this? It's concentrating on your message and how to put that out there. And as soon as your mind wanders to something else, as has happened a couple of times in this podcast where my dog is climbing into the scene, uh, then I'm slightly distracted. And I, I'm very well practiced in this subject, so I quickly come back. But if it's something that you haven't, you know, performed a lot of times on your stage, then you'll need to, you'll need to have that, that structure to what it is that you want to say to reach your audience. I love your comments. I love it when you share your thoughts, your tips, your takeaways, anything, your, whatever you want to ask. Uh, so please do share those comments. Get in touch with us on the socials. I live in the Confidence Through Cabaret community on Facebook. I'm there a lot because it is supportive and uplifting and we're always sharing with one another about what's working, about what questions that we have, about, you know, what's not working and people jumping in with, have you tried this? And, you know, and I'm always up for jumping onto a live and saying, no, I haven't tried that or other people haven't tried that. Let's talk about this live and share what that's about. And, and everyone in there is, is willing to, to share their, 
their experiences and, and their expertise. Um, if you are on any of the other socials, we are Confidence Through Cabaret, except for Twitter. On Twitter, we are at YBYWYS. And on Clubhouse, I am at Heather, Y-B-Y-W-Y-S. And those six little letters stand for, it is your body and it is your world and it is your stage. Take up space and own it. And that's the last thing I wanna to say to you. Try this exercise if you haven't tried it before spread your arms out, take up as much space as you can and feel how gorgeous that space is and enjoy it. You do not need to apologize for taking up space, expressing your message or putting yourself out there. Thank you so much for being here in Confidence Through Cabaret. Thank you so much for being part of this podcast or vodcast and I will see you next week. Bye for now. 